Welcome everyone to the All Good Podcast. Billy, we okay. made it, mate. We're here. We're actually here. How long did it take us? Honestly, <sighs> two weeks from you know when the it sparked in our minds over a beer. It's an hour later, but it's good to be here. But yeah, yeah. I suppose we better introduce you, mate. Um, obviously, people already know who you are, but I do have two questions to ask you before that. Um, yep. Well, first of all, where have you been? And how do you actually say your name? <laughs> <laughs> I'll start with the first one. Where have I been? I've been away from elite sport. Um, so been in the NRL for over 13 years. Uh, and the last eight months I've been working with young guns. And the logistics, warehousing, supply chain, industry. But it's been awesome. That's where I've obviously, yeah. And Met guess- you, mate. Yeah, it's been good. I guess with that story, um, that's what brought us here, right? Um, a fellow who played twelve years or so in, in the NRL was it twelve? You said, yeah, about that, about twelve, two hundred games, mind you. Yeah, I I, I did get to two hundred, yeah. which is good. And then you had to transition into the into um, <laughs> the working life. So I suppose to let the people know, that's that's how we got here. We we pretty much sat down, had a beer, and we talked about your career, and yeah. uh, and then we thought, well. Maybe we have something here talking about the transition and, and mentally how that went for you. So I suppose that's that's the starting point of how we got here. But um, mate, I, I need to know: is it Gerard or is it Jared? Okay, you're not the first person to ask me, and won't be the last. <coughs> so it's Jared. That's the way Mum and Dad call me. But then I see Gerard Butler. I like that. Three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't quite get I there, mate. The Only got two hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, uh, if I ask my wife, she thinks your name is. She said to me, "Who the hell is Jared Beal?" I'm like, "You know, Jared Beal. He played like a thousand games for the Broncos." She goes, "I only know a Gerard Bale." So close, but no close. cigar. That's close. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> it's funny though. When I order a coffee, I usually say Jared though. So um, usually just easier. Well, that's what it I call be, it. Should be more on top of it, but. Yeah, that's enough about me. I want to get to you, Andrew. Happy, your Instagram handle is soups. What what do we call you, mate? Well, you can call me whatever you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but um, nah, uh, I mate. To be honest, in the sporting world, people call me Soupy. Um, but here at, at Young Guns, uh, people call me Happy. So, but only my mum calls me Andrew. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I guess it's pretty. It's Pretty straightforward. Last name's Campbell, mate. So people call me uh, Soup after the Campbell Soup brand. So, yeah, mate. Sponsors. Oh, I try. Trust me. I try. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite you, mate. I I like calling you happy. You you always bring a good vibe around the the office out on site. So it's all good, man. Yeah, mate. Um, But, uh, you know, I suppose back to how this came about. You know, we were speaking about my career, but we're also um, comparing it to your career in, in baseball done some great things in baseball, Olympics, professionally, overseas. Um, you know, obviously the conversations we were having made us realise, you know, there's more to just focusing on our sport and also there's there's an important that we can, you know, share our experiences. Yeah, I think you get to a point with your career that you feel like there's there's like a turning point where it's no longer about you, it's about other people. And I think you and I both reached that point um, fortunately, I, fortunately, I'm still playing. Um, 
I don't know about you, whether your career's <laughs> I'm sure you got a, a we'll bit of an that. icebreaker we'll to, to, yeah, yeah. To, to drop on the people. But um yeah, you get to a point in your career where it's like, well, like you reflect and you think, Oh, I've done a fair bit and maybe I can use my learnings, my failures, my successes and share that with people who might actually be be open and to, to hearing about our story and actually trying to help someone. So uh, I think, you know, we kind of sat down there at the pub that day uh, after a hard day's work on a Friday <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we chatted about, you know, we can't physically be there for everyone all the time but and how can we help and, and you said, why don't we do a podcast, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here we are. Honestly, so. well, look, look where we are now. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's almost meant to be. <laughs> oh, stop it, babe. Nah, it's it's definitely it was refreshing and it, and it was cool to hear the way you know obviously mentally the challenges you you have faced in baseball um, and obviously I shared my experiences and challenges I faced in in NRL. <clears throat> so if I am a young kid, you know, wanting to know how to succeed, I think you know something the the things that we will talk about and, and the people we'll talk to will definitely you know be a lot of or add a lot of value. So. That's no, just cool. This journey we're going to go on. Um, no, we're just people though, but yeah. obviously, you know, proud sportsman. That's for sure. Yeah, mate, that's it. Um, like to me, I, I I didn't even know a thing about football. I play football, and I just assumed that football is catch the ball, run the ball. But sitting down with you and talking about the things you have to prepare uh, for every day, and and also like I asked you the question about. Cameron Smith, you obviously played against him and people say that he he plans a game six, seven, eight sets ahead and I couldn't even fathom how that's possible and, and you elaborated on that. So just it really highlighted the the mental side of, the, of sport and that's why we're here. So it's not just about preparing, it's not just about setting your mind on tasks, it's about overcoming um, challenges. Yeah, 100%. Adversity and really... The idea is to to get people on board uh, to talk about their story um, eventually if we get there. Yeah. This is only episode one, mate. We've got to get 100%. to episode two first. But, nah, we're and trying I'm, to get people here for sure to, to share their stories about how they, they, uh, they've had their challenges and they've overcome them. Yeah, obviously that ties into why we did call it all good. Uh, that was probably another another catch-up over a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does tie in, you know, you, no matter who you are, you're going to face challenges. In, you know, knowing everything's going to be all good, you know, you keep your head down, work hard. Um, but obviously, there's more more to it than that, which we'll hopefully unpack along the way and yeah, dive into. Yeah, I think it's it's also with the name, it's all good to talk. So for both us, for both of us, um, we only just had the discussion before that we never thought we'd be here. We never thought we'd actually be the type of people to talk, and um, mm. and so like our motto, I guess, and you'll see it on Instagram is. It's all good to talk, so let's talk. And and what that kind of dives into is is also mental health, which uh, we're both pretty passionate about. So, um, both been through plenty of t- challenges in our life where, you know, normally the option isn't to speak. Being a man, brought up in a tough household, we don't want to talk too much. But um, we both learnt throughout our careers and throughout our life that um, it is important to speak. So. Um, I, I suppose our goal is to create a platform where people can open up and can talk and and anything we might get from those people might actually help the listeners and um, and hopefully affect their life in a positive way. So 
Um, I think we're on to something here, mate. <laughs> Let's not get too serious though, eh? We're not hey, serious people, but... Um, just drop the mic right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, good, mate. Yeah. Did you nah, plan to say that or? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I haven't planned a thing. It's, all, it's been all you. Where are we anyway? <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's evolved really quick, but we, you know, the purpose of us being here um, is to help. Um, we're no doctors, but we do know sport. We've been through challenges ourselves and, you know, through those experiences, we know there'll be um, value to whoever um, tunes in, hopefully everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so with challenges, I suppose, we, we, I should ask you, mate, like, I mean, what's probably the biggest challenge you've ever had to face in your footy career? Mm. Mentally. Mentally, yeah. Probably in a nutshell, or like when I overlook my career in the NRL, um, definitely injuries have been a, a played a part. Uh, you know, as adversity, and I, I dare say probably in two thousand or two thousand and nineteen, um, I broke my kneecap, my patella. Yeah, I had a knee clash. Damn, it's not a common injury. Um, but I definitely remember that happening. Got stretched off. Um, I'd already had a, a few injuries you know, previously in my career that were, could potentially be season-ending or career-ending. Um, but I, I definitely remember sitting in the hospital. I remember Blake Ashford. He he came with me in the in the ambulance. The hospital. He stayed by my side, bro. Shout out to Ash. Remember that, brass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I remember really like sitting there. Man, that was my last game. Um, and then, you know, go. I suppose the next few days where I had surgery, got up and about, probably understood the recovery time. I, I found confidence and that I could get back out there and I suppose prove it to myself. Um, that was 2019. It actually flowed into 2020 when COVID hit. And when, you know, the start of the season started, um, it was all good. I was still in rehab, like preparing to come back. But then COVID had hit. It actually helped me because uh, the season got paused yeah. or yeah, yeah. postponed. But um, <clears throat> it was definitely in that period where I started to really push through and um, really, you know, get those gains to put myself in a position to play NRL again, um, to which I did. And it was like a, such a proud feeling. It's almost like debuting again, um, yeah. playing your first game again with the nerves. Like, have I done everything right after an injury? I know people will be doubting and questioning why I'm here. Um, we ended up going out and beating the Dragons. I think that, uh, we held them to nil, yeah. which was probably, I think it was a record for the Warriors at the time. So, yeah, I was at the Warriors at the time. But – Obviously, it sounds like a pretty cruisy time, but it was actually a lot of real, like, head noise. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word to say it. Like, the first few months, like, I, I couldn't actually walk properly. Yeah. Um, I was pushing it. I was doing everything I could um, to be able to, like, just walk properly. I had, like, such like a big limp. Um and I was working hard with the physios. They were giving me, you know, we'll try new things. Um, it wasn't actually – I went on a holiday to Fiji with my family. And 
Yeah, we went over there and I, and I obviously my mentally, you know, I was able to switch off from from uh, enjoy my family time, and I was just like walking on the beach, literally like. Um, then when I returned, you know, a week later, I had actually made a lot of improvement, and it sort of made me reflect like, Fuck, like I've been pushing hard in the gym yeah. all this time, and all it took was a holiday yeah. to, to actually take my mind and shift my mindset a bit, um, which really opened my eyes up to that fire. Like, probably, you know, it's it's an area that's probably untapped, or you know, had a lot of questions like, how how come that just happened? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, sometimes I. Sorry to cut in, but sometimes they, they talk about that, you know, like the opportunity to separate life and sport. Mm. Um, and a lot of people want to want to drag their their sport failures, I suppose, into their life and it affects their life or, yeah. or vice versa. So the opportunity to actually separate um, sounds like it actually played off for you. Yeah, it did. Yeah. You'd know, like being a professional um, athlete, you know, you're, you're so focused on the next goal, improving each and every day. Uh, even till now, where I'm away from the NRL, um, I probably still haven't reflected as much on what I've achieved, but I know it's coming, like I'm starting to think about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, even in those moments, I was, I was like constantly pushing and pushing, but actually taking that separation away from what I'm so used to every day yeah. um, actually worked wonders for me. Um, so, yeah, I came back from that holiday, um, you know, obviously then you know, saw the physio straight away. He was like, man, what's happened? What did you do? What was the secret? I was like, oh, nothing. <laughs> Just on the beach in Fiji. Yeah. I suppose, if, you know, if that was the cure for every injury, <laughs> that'd be mad. It's all now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like it then gave me a lot more confidence. It is a big confidence thing even you know, playing in the NRL. It's a contact sport. And it's not just any contact, it's like your knee. So obviously getting my knee right into getting, you know, into running first of all, mm. being able to get speed back, fitness back, it was one hurdle. And then another hurdle was actually having the confidence to go into contact, to get tackles, to make tackles, uh, to actually fall on my knee. I tried to avoid it a lot. Um, but, you know, through repetition and, and training – that actually came and then obviously that ties into the COVID period when yeah. COVID hit in 2020 and the whole season got postponed. So it gave me actually a few, you know, a few more weeks up my sleeve. Yeah. And lucky to be a part of the NRL because it was one of the first sports in the world to be back up and running. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So very lucky um, to be able to still continue playing first of all. But yeah, that first game back, I was like, uh, like, like a little kid. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. So I was like so, so keen. Um, and yeah, I like played great. Yeah. Just came back. So like in that moment, like you obviously talk about um, the challenges you, you had to face. Did you have anyone in particular that really supported you? You know, because obviously that's the idea, you know, people go through challenges, adversity, all those things. So, you know, I like to think that for us right now, we're, we're trying to set an example, right? So how to overcome things, how to how to tackle uh, obstacles, all those kinds of things. So did you have anyone in particular that you, you might have looked up to or someone who was extremely professional in terms of preparing? Because I know you, like, you and I have only known each other for probably five months, but you're, you're quite the uh, the professional, mate. Like once you set your, your, your mind on something, 
um, you're pretty much going to do it. Obviously, four kids, bloody <laughs> house, new job, actually real job. Yeah. No, not, not to say NRL is not a real job, but real, real job, world, four kids. Real world now, bro. You, you're yeah. buying a new car, um, all these different things. But obviously, that can only be done if you set your mind to it. Um, mate, even running, what are you doing? A marathon as well, 28Ks every Saturday. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried that for two days. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, joined me, that yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I tried, but no, us baseball players don't run run distance, <laughs> mate. Just 20 metres, bros. Um, yeah, so I guess in saying that, is there anyone that you could pinpoint that to really set the standard that you followed, um, you know, in terms of overcoming those obstacles, setting your, ta- setting your mind on tasks and actually creating you, uh, someone who's so focused on, on what he wants to do? Yeah, 100%. When I think of that, especially in that moment, you know, the injuries I, I went through and I was, was able to overcome you know, previously, I'd have uh, done like three ACLs, uh, broke my leg, uh, shoulder, all very similar in the fact that, um, you know, it was creating a plan, setting a goal, but setting small goals along the way. Um, it almost became like a, I had a chip on my shoulder, like, nah, like I can do it. I can do it um, and this is how I'm going to do it. So, you know, it, I was lucky I had access to, you know, physio, a uh, gym, you know, stuff that not everyone has access to but, you know, they can open the door for you but you still got to work through it. So uh, I think it became more of a like an internal challenge to prove to myself that nah, I'm all good. Do it. <laughs> Hence the name, eh? The name. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but yeah, it ties yeah. in good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just, to be honest, became real competitive with myself. Yeah. Um, and to do that, you know, setting goals, setting targets and challenges, you know, some didn't go to plan and some did. Um, but then, you know, once you get to the end of that journey, and for me it was, you know, from when I got injured, thinking, literally thinking, oh, I had played my last NRL game, that was all it, like, fuck. Trying to come to terms with that to, no, well, I've got more in me. Yeah. Let's keep going. Um, the goals I'd set along the way, small milestones, and actually celebrating those milestones, I think it's very important. Like uh, when I was able to literally like pedal on a bike without uh, like a limp was like a big moment for me. Yeah. Being able to jog, my first run, like sprint, happy as. You almost become really grateful in a way. Yeah. Um, it is quite easy to take things for granted when you're at the elite level. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, getting injured is sometimes like a reality check. So when I'd been obviously through a few injuries before, I felt like it was similar in the way I approached it. So you get back to where I was and, again, I've been able to do that. Um, you know, I'm definitely proud of because I know a lot of people may have just said that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose the other thing we can talk about is with you and and your uh, your discipline, I guess, is obviously you, you had injuries and you focused on, on getting out and overcoming them. Um, but you once told me only a couple of weeks ago, I guess, um, you're always the type of guy that, well, the other – so I suppose this is the reason why you had such a 
great career and, and we talked about this and you didn't and you talk about reflection. You never really thought you did a great job and I think a lot of people think that like, you know, you get caught up in in it being your job and, you know, just day to day life and overcoming injuries and all that stuff. You actually don't have the time to reflect and, and when we talked about this, you were like, Oh, I don't think I've done too much on it, mate. Like I'm sitting here with like an elite player. And you didn't want to hear it, but it's true. Like, there's not many people in the NRL who can say they played 10 years or 200 games. And what struck me was, like, there, there had to be something that you did differently and, and you kind of elaborated on, you know, and it's to me it would be impossible, but I think it's what most people do to, to get to your level is cancel the noise, really stay focused and, um, and prioritise it, I guess, because you told me that, you know, while the other boys are going out, having beers, partying, doing whatever they were doing, Jared Beals stayed at home, stayed in his room, didn't drink beers, um, focused on his footy, focused on his goals and, and you achieved them. So uh, not to say that people can't go out and have fun, um, but that was one thing that stood out to me when we, we had that quick little schooner mm. at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the... Uh, what was the story of Bridge Hotel? <laughs> <laughs> Creating dreams. But yeah, like, yeah, mate, mate, you can have a beer now. You've, you've had a great career. But um, I was just like, wow, like, it just goes to show when you put your mind to something and, and you, you know, you stay disciplined, you can create quite a, quite a career. No, 100%. I think, like, when I, yeah, when I mentioned that, it was definitely through, like, high school. <laughs> but, like, when I turned um, 18, 21, and I was in the environment, I could, I could understand when I could enjoy the moments, um, have a beer, <laughs> sometimes too many. But no, no, <laughs> it's um, definitely when I'm younger, I think of like sacrifices I made. Um, I was 100% like so focused and so desperate to achieve that goal of making it into the NRL. Um, yeah, sometimes I wouldn't. I, I, I would prioritize it, like what you said. Um, you know, and, and the, through the discipline, you know, doors opened. Um, and it's, you know, it's probably been a common theme throughout my career and, and probably other people's careers that I've admired is like the discipline, um, you know, away from the footy field. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably sure that, you know, we'll probably touch on it soon is like, you probably seen something similar in baseball. You know, great players that you've played with, alongside or against, uh, away from the arena, how they hold themselves. Yeah, well, there's, I guess, <clears throat> there is a famous quote. Uh, Muhammad Ali once said, "It's like um, it's it's the work you do behind the scenes that creates true champions." Mm. Similar to that, maybe I'm, I'm I must yeah. mess it up, but in Garmin is. Like going with what you're saying, it's not it's not about what you do in the field; it's what you do behind the scenes. Uh, for instance, so committing fully uh, to to your dreams, to your goals, um, setting aside all the all the noise, all the things that might derail, yeah, uh, your your um <clears throat> your dream career path, I guess, and uh, and really focusing on it. So yeah, I mean, it's true. Like um, you asked me, you know, if I've seen it, hundred percent. Yeah, well, that's um, that's the question I want to ask you now. Is you know, I've I've seen and you know a common theme for me is discipline. Um, you know, being focused on your goal, 
you know, for you, man, like in the baseball world, like tell us, um, you know, firstly, what what did was the biggest learning for you in baseball? Is it did you know? Did you see discipline? Did you, you know, how did you find it? Yeah, so the biggest challenge or learning for me in in a baseball career is when you're a kid, you just play to hit a ball, right? Um, you see the ball, hit the ball, that's all it is. And, and as you develop and you start to, to take on, you know, professional leagues or, you know, higher leagues in Australia, you understand, like, the mental side, and, and I guess that's why we're here, the mental side of, of sport, and in particular baseball, is it is absolutely crazy to think about. So, for example, if you're a great hitter in the major leagues of America – you have to hit 0.333 as an average. So what that means is you're actually failing seven out of ten times. So in order to be great, you actually have to fail seven out of ten times. So to me, baseball is – excuse me to swear, a motherfucker. <laughs> because well, – like just thinking of that, like yeah. knowing you're going to fail seven out of ten times mentally – does that feel like you're not succeeding? Does it, how, how do you cope with that? I guess it's just, <clears throat> excuse you, me, I guess it's just hitter? like, you're yeah, a, I'm a hitter, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's like you said, you celebrate your small wins, right? So when you overcome an injury, celebrate riding a bike, celebrate going for a jog. Baseball, if you hit the ball, you, you want to celebrate that and you want to um, hype up the fact that you've actually succeeded because it is a tough sport. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a challenge. Um, but that's why I think mentally to play mate, both sports really, like having a 130-kilo guy run at you, mentally you've got to be pretty strong to, to handle that. But in baseball, you just got to figure out a way to deal with failure. And um, that's the biggest challenge, um, accepting that you will fail. So I'll go up the bat and not that I ever tell myself I'm going to get out, but it's a good chance I will. There's nine guys out there on the field versus one. When you're hitting. Yeah. So it's like the chances of you succeeding is pretty bad. And the higher you go up, um, you know, for instance, I, I played against the Japanese. They talk about the samurai culture, mate. Like that trickles down to their baseball teams. They are bloody good. They're yeah. perfect. Yeah, I, I don't I, think – I, I think they're – they, Yeah. They would be, but to hear that like – But to go up to that level and, and try and succeed at that level, that, that three out of ten mm. can – go quite low to one out of ten. <laughs> so like, yeah, dealing with that, it's 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 hard, but I don't know, you just get to a point where it's just what you do. You just you just overcome it, you just battle and put your mind to the yeah. task, I suppose. One like <coughs> with that, like <coughs> knowing you you're gonna fail, but not only that, like when I, I if I imagine myself stepping up to the plate, someone's throwing a ball that could fail. Well, <laughs> it's okay, mate. It's past six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if someone's throwing the ball that quick, and, and I know you've mentioned to me, like at times to to freak you and to spook you, where that, you know the ball could possibly hit you. Um, and how do you, you know, in those moments, <clears throat> how do you handle yourself? What are you thinking of? I guess with the experience, you just know it's a tactic, mm. but. Sometimes it works. They'll, like some baseball players will purposely throw at your head, to, like you said, to spook you, to go, oh boy, this guy, you don't have much control of this ball. 
get a bit antsy, get a bit nervous, sweat starts dripping. Only to then throw a pitch on the opposite side of the plate and get you out. So yeah, you just got to. I think you just got to. Um, pardon the pun. Step up to the plate and know that it is a mental game. Um, hence why we're here again. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just about competing, uh, and I'm sure that's what kept you in, in the league for so many years. And yeah, it's what kept me playing for for 12 years now. Is it's just competing, knowing that that guy on that mound is is trying to get me out, and I'm trying to get him. And I think you got to get that mongrel about you a bit and, and be competitive and and understand again that you will fail, but it's about how you're going to get back on the horse, you know. So, oh mate, it's a challenge. Sports a challenge, and and I suppose. That all comes back to why we're here. So mentally, physically, whether you've got role models or not, um, someone who can guide you, I suppose that's why we're here. Um, yeah. I hope that if we can say one thing today or, or even open up the doors for, for people to message us on Instagram or send us an email or whatever uh, to answer the questions they need uh, answered, we might actually help someone out. So I think for us it's all about um, – Talking, hundred percent, and and leading the way, I suppose. Um, but I, I need to know, mate. Like we talk about mentally, how did you feel playing for the Broncos, two thousands, young fella, doing his job, jumping up, catching a, a bomb, putting it <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of the field, and you jump up and you break the greatest NRL player or football player in history. You break his jaw in his final NRL game. <laughs> How did the you great, overcome that The great adversity? Darren Lockyer, is that you're talking <laughs> the about? The great Darren Lockyer, yeah, mate. Far. <laughs> it was actually, yeah, 2011, um, semi-final against the Dragons. I was playing fullback. Um, that year, for me personally, was probably – you always have like a breakout year. Um, and for me, that was my breakout year in the NRL. Just physically fit, fast, strong. Um, and obviously each game my performances got better. Uh, I was you know, full of confidence. And then, yeah, probably too much confidence. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> nah, I was actually – was, it was all good. Um, yeah. Nah, I was – All good. That was a challenge in itself. Mate, you broke down like, Lockie's jaw. Yeah, semi-final. <laughs> they put up a bomb. I'm at fullback. Um, and I run up. It's, you know, it's my role to catch it, my job to make sure that we secure the ball. Get the ball back. Attacked it. I remember looking up thinking, you know, it can be pretty daunting. But, um, you know, when you're running, getting up, just jumping for it, catching it. And then, you know, sort of looking back and seeing Lockie on the ground. I was like, what, what's happened here? <laughs> like, you know, like didn't even know I hit him. Carrying on and then, you know, he's sort of holding his jaw. He gets back up. You know, we play another – However long we had left in the game, he, he kicks the field goal. We're all lifting them up. We're like happy as we're going down to Sydney the next week to play in a prelim final, which means you know, we win that, we're into the grand final. Little do I know, he's broken his jaw or his cheekbone um, from my knee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I start sort of trying to understand it, like, yeah, I did it. Um, you know, was I not, not meant to catch it? But, you know, my role as a fullback was to catch it. Um, it was just a simple, like, friendly fire. But he 
you know, he was great about it. He was like, no, like, I, I remember him you know, telling me, you know, not to stress about it. It's all good. Um, obviously, the fans probably saw some fans were divided, saw differently because it was our we we were looking good, you know, to do well if we went into the grand final. Yeah, so you know, just trying to understand that that was his last game. Um, I played a part in that. <laughs> uh, was was pretty challenging, man. I was only twenty one. Um, rattled me a bit because then the next week he obviously couldn't play. It was a you know massive game for the club. We end up yeah losing and. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man, it was sorry. pretty tough. Sorry, there Broncos was, fans. They're probably still holding tough. on to that one, mate. <laughs> um, you know, they've done well since. They, you know, made the grand final in uh, 2015. Didn't get the chocolates, but they did well then. Um, yeah, that in itself is an, is, was another challenge. Like, you know, he was he was my idol growing up. Anything he said on the field, I'd do. Like, Oh, yeah. He'd, if he'd told me to run it straight at a brick wall, I probably would have done it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like he yeah. just had that much respect, but like I, I saw him in that light. Um, yeah, so trying to sort of manage that personally was was tough, but um, I, I knew at the end of the day it was you know it's rugby league, it's a contact sport. Um, it wasn't ideal that I was the one to <laughs> give him as football right broken cheek. How many people have actually asked you this question? I get all the time. <laughs> yeah, I honestly get all the time. But how many times have you answered it? I answer the same thing, like accidents happen. You got in the way. Nah, yeah. I try to joke it off. I do try to joke it off, but um, yeah, there's always those what if, you know? What, yeah. if, what if that didn't happen? I think we would have done really well. But, um, you know, that's probably NRL for you. You know, there's always some type Things of happen. controversy. Oh, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah. It's what is it? It's 6.30. No, but I'd be interested to hear about that because, you know, you talk about you'd run through a brick wall for Lockie. Um, I'm pretty sure anyone who was born in Australia would do the same. Uh, yeah. He's he's obviously well, in the eastern states, but he's obviously a hero and um, for a lot of people. Um, but as a leader, like if, if you want to talk about being mentally strong, I'm sure being a captain of, the, of his nation and state mm. team, like was it just his – his aura, was it his um, walk to talk, so to speak, or what was it that really make, made him be a true leader? Firstly, I watched him growing up. So when you, you asked me earlier actually about you know, people that I looked up to, um, he was definitely one of them. Uh, knowing what he's achieved uh, and then obviously at training and away from the arena, um, seeing the way he understood rugby league, and directed the team around. Man, I just looked up to him. Um, then, yeah, obviously, was you know starstruck. I was lining up next to him, you know, still starstruck that I was playing, pinching myself that I was playing beside him. So, yeah, man, it was just like anything he would say, I just hundred percent commit to. You know, for him as a leader, he was, you know, he had that like croaky voice, like oh, yeah, mate. Like, <laughs> but he man been in battle. You know, he, he was just – he's understood the game so much. Um, you trusted him. Great guy. Um, you know, I was you know, probably still young at the, at the time, so I didn't – you know, in terms of leadership, I didn't understand what good, bad qualities were. I, I, I just knew I, I 
I wanted to follow. Um, and it was great. He was a great captain for the Broncos for many years. Yeah, nice, mate. Yeah, good sure. Answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> so he's great. Yeah, we already knew. Yeah, that. It was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> nah, but um, I suppose I again. I see exactly the example of what we want to be. It's in this podcast. It's it's you know it's getting someone under the wing. I guess not physically, not actually being on the field with any one individual, but sharing stories, talking about life, talking about challenges, talking about victories, talking all things sport, life, and whatnot, and um, hoping that we have an impact. Because just like Darren Lockie did with you, mate, like. He opened his wing and you, you landed under it and to, to reward him for that or to say thank you, you broke his jaw. So <laughs> <laughs> his cheekbone or whatever it was. Nah, but hey, it's all yeah. about giving back, I think. And Sorry, Lucky. <laughs> you reckon he's watching? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, can you get him on? Oh, mate. He's a busy man. He's nah, a busy right. man. <laughs> you're, an, you're an elite, mate. But nah, I mean, I think that's us, mate. Um, episode one. Um we, we, we tried and good, I man. think we, we did well. We were 40 minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. Any quick shares? No, I think it's just, you know, we've touched the surface tonight or today. Um, just wanted to, you know, firstly our goal is to let you know, everyone know out there what our goal is, what, what our purpose is for, you know, starting all good podcasts. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think – it's important that we do, we do tell stories, uh, and through those stories, there's a lot of value and, and learnings for you know the next generation, you know, current athletes. So, not just well, not just athletes in life general. I know we we've got plans to bring, you know, people that aren't in sport on um, from all different backgrounds, so that we can talk through their stories and and just understand how they overcome challenges in their lives. But, um, you know, probably the biggest thing is, you know, jump on social media, follow all good podcast underscore. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, that's us. Um, all good podcast on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we have an email out there somewhere. We'll get that on the on the website. Yeah, on our But, hey, this is great. Two fellas, two sporting careers, two fellas that didn't want to speak and, and now here we are and – I feel really good about it, to be honest, Billy. Um, yeah. So do I. I feel good sharing stories, but um, more importantly, just like reaching someone. If it's one person out there that that needs help, I'm happy to help you. So, um, yeah, shout out to uh, to Darren Lockyer <laughs> and to the Young Guns crew, uh, where we now work for for using uh, the facility to do this. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna run with it, mate, and we're gonna have some fun doing it. That's um, us, mate. That's us. All good. Probably lastly to finish on an exclusive. Um, and this probably goes back to your very first question. Yes. Of the podcast was, where have I been? Ah. Um, so, yes, I am working here at Young Guns Container Crew. Uh, and I'm loving it. The last eight months has been great. Um, I was looking to continue on playing uh, in the Queensland Cup, uh, you know, Still, we're still unsure on what I want to do, but now I have officially retired. Um, <coughs> exclusive. <laughs> but oh, well. nah, yeah. So, um, you know, for me, I'm definitely keen to stay involved in rugby league, but now it's going to be from a different 
uh, different perspective or different angle. Um, you know, looking at you know coaching opportunities and where I can support it. And, you know, this podcast is going to be one of them. So, well, Billy, from a from a first of all a fan of yours, watching you on TV, <laughs> to now a friend, mate. Um, hell of a career, and um, you know, obviously as an athlete, you struggle sometimes to to make that decision. Um, you know, thirty one years old, four kids, um, life ahead of you. Sometimes those injuries make the decision for you. So maybe you got let off the hook a bit easy there, mate. But, <laughs> but no, nah, hell of a career and I'm sure there's a shitload of fans out there who, are, who think the same, mate. And, um, I know my old man, he talks about you all the time. <laughs> so he's stoked that I'm uh, doing a podcast with, with the fullback from the Broncos in 2011. So um, nah, awesome, sweet. mate. You did well. Unreal. Uh, sweet. Um, you know, obviously going to be – Really excited to unpack, you know, baseball and your career and, you know, all the learnings you've had, the highs and the lows. Because um, I know just from our conversations that, man, I've picked up a lot already. So really excited for that. Yep. And for the future of All Good Podcasts. Let's underscore. Do it. Let's do it. All Good Podcasts underscore. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. All, all five of you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get better. Yes. <laughs> See Latest. you guys. Thank you. All good podcast, cast, cast, cast. Load up. <laughs> Holy shit, Billy.